did you guys see this new David Blaine special? I think it was like the Taste of Magic or something like that. A Taste of Magic? The Taste of Magic, something like that. The magic of the art of magic and cards and magic. Did you guys see this? No, special? I haven't seen it. No. Yeah, it's it's he does a he does a lot of wild stuff. Like he goes in and each eats Tom Brady's cups at his house and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, he does. Sorry, he goes to Tom Brady's house and eats just starts cups. Take, he just starts eats taking his, cups. Eats Tom Brady's cups in front of him. Was he invited? Uh, I mean, we have to assume <laughs> that he was not intruding in on the. That's not the point. The uh, there's this one bit where Edward Norton. It's, there's no dialogue, okay? There's no introducing this segment. Edward Norton, it's in slow-mo. Edward Norton runs out of a darkened alleyway, and his feet are on fire, and David Blaine starts spitting massive, a massive gush of water, like squirtle levels of like blasting water to put the fire out on Edward Norton's feet. Mm-hmm. And then okay. it's just over. Oh. And that's just like a bit that's in it. I've seen uh, David Blaine do this trick where he just spits out water like Squirtle, and I gotta be honest, that's not magic, guys. It's, it's not magic. Not. But Edward Norton's feet were on fire, feet. and see, and that's the, thing- the that's the element that makes me think it was actually an erotic dream that you did have <laughs> that you don't understand, and now you're sort of exposing the world. To- yeah, none of us have seen this. I would not say I'm exposing the world; I say I'm welcoming the world in at the world's discretion. If that if that would be perhaps more accurate. What era Edward Norton was this? That might help narrow it down. Huh? What oh, the era? Hulk. The Hulk. Oh, it was Hulk era. He was yeah. so mad about his feet that <laughs> he turned green and killed David Blaine. But it was all part of the act. My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the year of the year before the the best game of the best year. The game of the best, the game of the best of the year of the year game. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best year. Uh, Yes. My name is Chris Plant, and the game is a lie. Yes. My name is Russ Frustick, and I know the best year of the games. Oh, that's good. I Welcome. should mention that that was a Twitter submission, so thank you, Twitter person that suggested that. <laughs> Twitter, oh, Twitter person. I don't From remember who suggested it. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, Hollywood Russ can't, can steal your shit, can't remember your name. Uh, <laughs> this is the besties where we talk about the latest and greatest in electronic entertainment. It is a book club, but for video games, it's a king of the, of the game of the year show that goes all year long. <laughs> and the games, folks, the games have left the building for a little while, but we are not deterred. We are going back to the beginning of video games mm-hmm. and then skipping forward about 30 years to 2007, which you find people with only the gentlest prodding from us on social media. Just the gentlest finger upon the scale. The gentlest (laughs) nudge have selected 2007 as the best year in video games. I want to call bullshit. You weren't right, but you weren't as wrong as you could have been. How's that? I want to call bullshit. I'm the only one, because I don't tweet, that wasn't like, please don't make us do 2011. I would have fucked with 
uh, you know, Minecraft 1.0. Yeah, me my too. T- with my 2011 Road Dogs, I would have fucked with Steel Diver on the PS. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But no, we had to. We got to play Mass Effect 1. This it's is weird the- that you're saying that because I do distinctly remember you text messaging me. How could 2011 possibly beat 1997? This is a crime. It was a crime. Well, 97, that's different because that's, oh, okay. that's where Alucard lived. <laughs> this is uh we're going to be over the next few weeks uh doing a mini series where we explore some of the biggest and best from 2007. A lot of people thought that they were trapping us into having to, to to talk about certain games. This is not the deal. No, we picked the games from 2007 that we want to talk about. But I think we could please everybody with this one because it is Portal. Narbacular drop but I'm old school. <laughs> do, you want, do you want me to do the background on, on I love Portal? that, Chris. Yes, yes, okay, please. here we go. So Portal is a spiritual successor to Nabacular Drop, a game that I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast has played. It's a you fucking can. good name for a game, though, if yeah. I can say that. Great I remember game. it some, you know, 13 years later. It's pretty good. It is definitely a student game name for a video game that has not seen a marketing department. Um, it is freeware, so I, I believe you all can play it for free right now. The game was made by a group of DigiPen students. Um, I idolized DigiPen as a kid because they advertised in GamePro. Uh, the director was Jeep Barnett, and the producer was Kim Swift. Um, and Narbacular Drop, it was actually quite a bit different. You could shoot portals through portals. <gasps> so Whoa. if you want to imagine a game that is way more difficult, it did exist. Um, you also couldn't jump. Your character was named Princess No Knees, because without knees, you could not jump. Um, the plot was, uh, you're a princess, and you're escaping a dungeon, but twist. The jun- dungeon is actually the inside of a beast. Um, so this game was shown at a school uh, career fair. It won the IGF Student Showcase, and uh, famed Valve developer... Robin Walker, who I believe was like a lead on Half-Life Alex, which we talked about a little while ago, he saw the game, is incredibly excited about it, takes it in front of the entire uh, Valve team, and Valve is like, we don't know what this is, but we know it's good. We know that you've done a lot of the hard work. The, the, the demo, even though it was really short, I think it was like five or six levels, already had the physics built into it, which would have been very, very difficult to make. So like, let's just bring them on board uh, and we'll figure out what this is so they bring this entire like tiny team on board at valve the team never grows like the core team never grows bigger than 10 people which is wild when you play this game and uh want to know why it is a half-life game like part of the half-life universe because the assets were free (laughs) oh Oh, yeah they're like well we have these assets it's a small team we're not going to be able to make a whole lot so i guess it should be a half-life game i mean there wasn't a cube before that's yeah, so they true. Made a, they, they did, did make, a, make a, new a new cube. cube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the end of the history lesson? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's into the history lesson. I, don't worry. I have a lot more history lesson uh, here, but I wanted to like uh, you know spread it out. I think it's all. I think that's interesting. It, that's like the dream uh, as a, as a student that just Valve comes to your career fair and is like, okay, this is the next Half Life. Congratulations. Yeah, it's interesting. It. I remember playing Narbacula Drop when it first came out, knowing that it was going to become like a full Valve game, and it is so like visually rough but you can instantly tell it's like something special. I remember being like really blown away by it. And that's the hardest part, uh, as I understand it, or one of the very hard parts of making video games is the prototyping phase where you 
finally land on the thing that works. Um, right. And that can take years. And sometimes it never happens. So like, yeah. Were you Crazy. guys in the industry when Portal came out? Yes. Uh, it. I, I want. I'd like to talk a little bit about that. I, I assume that if at this point, like, we don't have to sum up Portal that much. It's a. It's a three D sort of puzzle platformer where you have a gun that shoots portals and and there's a, it's a very brain twisting sort of uh, uh, game that plays as one of the earlier games to really mess a lot with physics and and stuff like that and has a f- famous AI antagonist that sort of ate the internet for a couple of years after uh, the game's release. Um, for me, my memory of the, like 2007 was right when I started at Joystick. It came out about six months after I started at Joystick. Um, I've been writing about games for a long time before that, but it, I was doing it like sort of semi-full-time professionally at this point. And my memory is that Portal was kind of an afterthought because everybody was talking about Half-Life. And yeah. it, it was all part of this amazing package that had Team Fortress 2, Half-Life 2, Episode 2, and Portal, which was the uh, it, the orange box that came out in 2007. And um, it was a really weird sort of uh, very organic thing of people absolutely like Half-Life 2, Episode 2 was in there. And then people started playing and finishing Portal. And I, I feel like that became the conversation it was like all any like listen don't let anybody tell you about it Mm -hmm. it'll take two hours you have to play this game right this second and it caught fire like that it was not a sort of pre-release hype type thing it was one of those like which i don't i think i don't think you see nearly as much in this in this era but like uh a, a very massive sort of groundswell and then it was basically omnipresent well that's what valve did like back in the day i feel like that was the valve uh, way like uh, when when I got started in the industry, uh, it was sort of in the wake of Portal, and all of a sudden, I feel like a lot more people were interested in Valve and the way that they were making games. I remember reading and probably even writing a lot about Valve's like open, like no doors development environment of just like collaboration it made me think of the um the tofuti sketch from mr show just like people can come in and do whatever man uh and and so a game like portal came out of that and it was so fascinating because it you know the physics stuff and the portal stuff was not like anything we had seen in games before aside from i guess prey the original prey had something like it but not nothing to this level of like complex complexity but like it, it, it was so fascinating from a – just like Justin said, like, where did this fucking thing come from? Games don't – games didn't get released like that back then either. Like, it, yeah. it, it was unheard of to have – and I think this was our game of the year at Joystick that year, if if, if memory serves. Sounds yeah. right. We were all very – we were bought in pretty deep at Joystick. I, I do want to mention, though, that, like, this is – this was not typical for Valve, and it kind of hasn't been typical since the game came out. If you can like the idea that a triple A studio would make a small two hour experience and use all their talents and like hone it like to a scalpel. But for that to happen was like really unheard of and really hasn't happened for Valve specifically since then. There have been other studios that have made like small experiences for VR and what have you. Well, I I can't think of another example of a Valve game where like, yeah, here's this two-hour thing no no um, no it's but that that experimentation i think manifests in different forms uh like and and uh, to be completely frank it has not worked as well as it did with portal yeah uh, obviously but that experimentation manifests in like the 
spending you know fucking a billion years figuring out the uh the the steam controller or oh, yeah. uh yeah, you know true. sinking a billion quadrillion dollars into uh vr development and, st- and stuff like that like that that ethos exists in other things um but it it i, I mean portal was such a perfect little nugget of uh like i don't know of software ingenuity that like it it it, for me that is peak valve yeah i think it's the good and the bad of what griffin was talking about with that weird you know anybody can make anything but who knows if we'll ever actually release it mentality i was listening to um there's a podcast called game makers notebook which ted price who runs insomniac games does and interviews all of these like high ups uh and they give like surprisingly open interviews i assume because they think nobody listens to this podcast which might be true but it's very good and he just had uh robin walker on it who is the the person who kind of picked this out of uh out of that that you know career fair and robin walker was talking about half-life alex and how that game came to be and basically it was like you know Anybody on this team could have gone and worked on CSGO or Team Fortress, and that probably would have been the smarter thing because, like, they know that the work that they're going to create is going to ship. And, like, convincing people to come and work on Half-Life Alex was a huge risk. Like, you would think, like, oh, new Half-Life game, sure. Like, everybody involved, there was no guarantee, like, that that thing was going to ever become a real thing. And I think that's that's the scary thing about that mentality is, yeah, when it works, you get Half-Life Alex and you get Portal. But when it doesn't work, you get however many dead versions of Half-Life Episode 3 there have been. Or who knows how many games we don't know about that die on the floor because of of this format. As a creative person. Yeah. And Um, like, I, I think it's telling that Robin Walker was somewhat involved in both of these. Like, yeah, it certainly helps when one of the, you know, biggest names at your studio is willing to throw their weight behind your project did you all play with commentary this run around yeah. i know we had talked about it in slack uh and i i i did it and it was fucking radical uh i had never really gone through really any game like that with can you explain how it works for people because it's different than like a dvd commentary yeah once you finished uh the game and i don't know there's probably a way to do it with console commands or something like that uh these little speech bubbles will appear throughout the levels and you just look at them from anywhere in the level and click the use key and then you will hear from any number of developers on the game uh eric wolpaw or uh kim swift or uh, Gabe opens it up. Gabe, oh, you launch the game with commentary on, and it starts with <laughs> Gabe Newell saying, Hi, this is Gabe Newell from Valve. Thanks for playing this game. We hope that you've experienced it and enjoyed it. And we have we are so excited about all the different opportunities that this is going to open up for us. Do you mean Portal 2 and only Portal 2, Gabe? Cool. Uh, and by the way, <laughs> tell, me, tell me how you feel about it. Here's my fucking email address. And he gives out his email address. In the game, Gabe. <laughs> like Mac DeMarco giving out his home address. Right. Uh, it, it is very, very, very cool, though, because I think it dovetails really nicely with uh, the the whole conceit of Portal, which is you are this test subject in a lab uh, going through and being very carefully and uh, deliberately instructed on how to use portals and use this portal gun. And through the commentary, you learn that, like, 
in making this game, uh, you you see it through the commentary as like a video game about teaching people how to play video games. Like, and yeah. and then the sort of extended tutorial of this game, you see through a different light of like, oh, everything is in a very specific place for a very very specific yeah. reason. Uh, there's a great moment early on where there's like just a tiny glass partition, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. That glass partition, we like, we we had to test this level so many times because people kept finding ways to cheat it, and then we realized like all of these things we were doing, we could just fix by adding one glass partition uh, <laughs> that blocked off a certain corner of the room. I wanted to talk just like broadly about like the like I had I hadn't played the game. Uh, it had been probably five years since the last time I played Portal, and I sort of forgot that like it is. So when it starts off, you you know, you begin the game and the, and the puzzles are very simple and you're getting some good laughs out of GLaDOS and her little quips. But by and large, it's like the, the most simple, straightforward game. And I actually, while I was playing it, flashed back to when I first played it, where I had like been hearing a little bit of positive buzz, but it was still very early in the game's release cycle that like there wasn't the like groundswell. And I was like, this is okay. I mean, it's okay. I'm, I'm having a good time. Like, it's kind of interesting. It's like a puzzle game and there's funny jokes and stuff. And the fact that, like, the game is so smart about slow playing. I mean, it's not a long game, but it, it essentially slow plays what it's eventually going towards um, mm-hmm. was so fascinating because, like, you start the game and it says, okay, there are 19 test rooms and I'm blowing through these test rooms. Like, forget about it. I'm crushing it. And then... The fact that you slowly get hints of like, oh, this is going to get a little bigger. And then this is going to get a little weirder than you thought. And then obviously towards the end, it goes like outrageous and in, in places that right. you really didn't at all expect. And that confidence to be like, we're going to make a game where the first hour is like, yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's interesting, but not groundbreaking because we know that setup is going to pay off in such a huge way when you have the contrast of like stayed and stoic to like holy shit moment i I was thinking about a lot while i was replaying it because obviously you know i played a lot in in the olden times but it's probably been i mean 10 years easy since i like Mm. went went back through it um i think there's a lot of reasons that this game works and is really fun but i think that if you were to put, put it for me at least if i was to put my finger on one thing it is one of the first games i think and i think you've seen other games do this since but it's one of the first games that i can recall where it takes the joy of subverting the expectation of the game developer and weaponizes it. It takes the joy of like figuring out a sneaky workaround or a lot of these things I feel like lit are foundational to like the like speedrunning community and stuff like that. This idea of like, I'm going to find a, a loophole in what you're doing that you didn't intend for me to find. Mm. And I'm going to do it, and I get a thrill out of that. And then there's this second layer that Portal adds, which is like, oh, we knew you were going to do that. Yeah. like, And you're supposed to, yeah. and that's the game. Like, how how can you subvert what we designed? At, while intentionally, like, us also understanding that, yes, you, this is how we intended for it to be. Uh, subverted. I think that that joy is is really the at the core of why it's such a successful game still. And to add to that, there's a third layer layer because you have the first layer, the second layer, and then the third layer is people going on top of the things that they already set up to speed run like definitely non-intended methods because if you've ever watched a portal yeah. speed run they are doing things that like there is no way were considered or attempted right. or whatever. 
um, doing like crazy physics things with the cubes flying across the room when they shouldn't be flying across the room. And like, so it really like keeps kind of looping back on itself in really interesting ways. There was a, there's a great commentary note on one of the test chambers, like halfway through the, the first part of the game where, uh, you walk in and the exit is like right in front of you, but it's elevated in a way and you need to like find a way to turn on this hydraulic lift to, to get up there. But it's probably the easiest test chamber to figure out how to skip because you just drop a portal on the floor and then look for a place with like a decent enough drop that you can carry your momentum through and just leap right up to it. There's a commentary mo- node right there that said like in play testing, people figured out like how to just kind of ninja skip this test chamber. And to fix that, we would have had to like completely redesign the thing. But it led to a sort of philosophical change where we were like, people really like that feeling of discovery. People really like that mm-hmm. feeling of ha ha ha, I've 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 cracked the case. I figured out a way around it. That like we just decided to leave it. Because like if you can if you can if you've been following the tutorial closely enough that you have learned how to manipulate the rules in this way and you get that sense of satisfaction out of it, then like that is the game design working like fairly well. Uh, it, 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 I would genuinely, um, I was not like really looking forward to replaying Portal because it seems like a game where, um, and I think this held true, like I wasn't particularly stumped at any point because, uh, it, it, the, it is fairly, here I go. Uh, it, I mean, it's not, a <sighs> Portal 2 is, Portal 2 would fuck me up. Like Portal 2 still would take me a long time to figure out because there's a lot more complexity there. Portal 1, once you know the tricks, like it, you know what to look for and it's kind of easy to burn through it. Playing it with commentary, though, again, like get through it in an hour and a half, two hours, and and learn a lot about like just all of these things that they had to consider while making the game. It was it was fantastic. I, I want to talk a little bit about the Portal One Portal Two comparison really quick, and especially the writing and the puzzles. Um, mm. I so I I played right through Portal One and immediately loaded up Portal Two just to see like you know how how different are these games, and it is wild how elegant portal one is by comparison and obviously like that's a byproduct of them having i I would say smaller ambitions but to me portal one has maybe the greatest opening shot in a video game that moment where the you're in the test chamber and the portal opens and you go through it and you see yourself and it immediately explains so much about the game it explains blue portal go it like go in go out that you are that that it doesn't send you to a different dimension that you see yourself i like at this time this is pre-gamergate but a a female protagonist was still pretty unusual i mean it's still less common but still like at that point was very unusual um it, it just accomplished so much and that you can you can hear the diegetic music from the radio that you were just in the room with but now it's like slightly muffled it accomplishes so 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 much and the writing is just amazing in, in Portal One in that it is it is a parody of like that awful corporate speak, right? Like that's the joke with Glados. Is yeah. that like she still has all these? I, I, at the very end, you remove uh, the like all these different parts of her brain that makes her a much more malicious and like I would say in some ways human like character. Um, but up until that point, it, it's much more suppressed. Portal Two, the puzzles. So like Griffin said, are incredible. And they're they're like so next level. But the writing going back to it is I I was like really not feeling it nearly as much as I remembered back in the day. Um Gladys really just negs you about you being overweight. Like fifty percent of the jokes. The the like the the it's like it it's very funny, but it, it is way more comfortable kind of 
starting to jump the shark and like really take big swings that don't actually make for a consistent universe. There's a thing that I loved when I played that game originally where you see a board and it's like all oh, these other products that um that uh, why 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 am I blanking on the company's name? It's not Black Mesa. Aperture? It's the other one. Aperture, Aperture that they make and they show like the Animal King, which is this like towering robot that lands in the middle of Congress and takes over. Um, and it's like, oh, this is like one of the Aperture things. And I, I, yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's very funny. But again, like the one of the hilarious things about Portal 1 is there's moments where you can peek into the windows of the, the people who are watching you. And you look at like PowerPoint slides and the PowerPoint slides are so pathetic. Like it's like Black Mesa makes this much like percentage of the military industrial complex fund from the government. And Aperture makes this and like aperture is such an embarrassing company that is trying to compete with black mesa and it all logistically fits together we're portal 2 again i like oh. it i'm not saying it's bad i just think it's like it, it's different and i didn't it didn't click with me as much as portal did one did going back to both okay so i mean there's a lot to sort of like break down there uh, i would say uh well just talking about the aperture thing i think the aperture like inferiority complex thing is like a very consistent through line for the whole portal series through one and two um and it kind of like uh, in addition to like the mention in the song of maybe black mesa that was a joke haha fat chance etc is like the whole thing is like they feel like dog shit in comparison to like black mesa who is the like uh, apple of this uh military industrial complex so i would say there's that I think the jokes in Portal 2 still land. I realize that we're kind of living in a in a different time with sensitivity and and stuff like that. But I think the the objective of Portal 2 is essentially trying to write a relationship uh, a, a uh, adversarial relationship between two women, which I realize is like very simplified, but that was the I think the attempt it wasn't like yeah I think that was attempt I just don't know if it lands as well for me as it did when I played it Stephen Merchant though so great kicks so Stephen Merchant excellent shit, I so think funny. the voice acting is excellent I, I also just just because we're talking about Portal 2 you talked about the opening scenes I think the opening scene of Portal 2 is like also pretty spectacular it's not as refined or like representative of the overall gameplay but just the like you wake up in a hotel room in this it's like a 70s hotel room and then the walls fall off and the world falls apart yeah Yeah. i had an interesting sensation uh with with portal returning to it it was this sense of uh being at a party that was very crowded with somebody i liked and then the room kind of cleared out and i was able to like appreciate them uh again i i feel like this is a game that for me at least that i adored so much when it came out and for me it became so mimetic in the following mm-hmm. decade that like sure. I really st- and, and maybe this is a fi- failing with me I don't know but I feel like I kind of uh, my ability to appreciate it and really love portal like almost got swallowed up by how how much of uh uh I feel like this is one of the like this game itself is one of the like proto memes it's like you know what I mean it's I, like I almost feel like every aspect of it was so dissected into meme culture that i feel like there was a lot that i couldn't um engage with anymore yeah i have the explanation for uh why the cake is in the game 
that I'll share with you. Uh, Eric Wolpaw did an interview with Rock Paper Shotgun and asked about like how the the cake came to be. He said, "Well, there are a lot of message games coming out now. Like they've got something really important to get off their chest about the war in Iraq, or the player is forced to make some dicey underwater moral choices. Really, just a whole heck of a lot of stuff to think about." With that in mind, at the beginning of the portal development process, we sat down as a group to decide what philosopher or school of philosophy our game would be based on. That was followed by about 15 minutes of silence, and then someone mentioned that a lot of people like cake. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it, that's, that's, that works. I, I, just sure. on on, um, on Justin's point. It, you uh, can't understand if you weren't an adult in 2007 what an absolute train wreck the internet yeah, became. For well, who cared about it was like an arrow to the knee. Oh, Thank cool. you. Yes. Arrow to the knee is a good example. I think the best example is a little guy named Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick ruined the world with Rick and Morty, and we all lived through it, and it ruined that show for people. I like Rick and Morty. I think it's a funny show. Am I proud to admit that? Pickle Rick has competition. Portal did not have competition. Everyone was all about this cake and its its veracity. It's yeah. It was a fucking nightmare. But <laughs> Somebody a sent us a video a of GLaDOS say, talking about Pickle Rick, which really brought all of meme culture full circle. For <laughs> oh, gross. Yikes. Um, I did not engage with these, but a wild fact, by the way. Um, oh, by the way, the song is great. It was everywhere. Still alive. The song of the plays at the end by uh, by Jonathan Colton uh, is fantastic. Uh, is still everywhere. Um, and I I just wanted to mention, I didn't want the episode to And the Portal 2 by. song is I, also I excellent. won't recreate it. Yeah, the Portal 2 song is very good. Um, there is like a wild Portal mod scene of people oh, yeah. continuing the, um, like just continuing it on <laughs> with other ideas. Not not an exaggeration. There is a, if you go to like the um, mod DB page for Portal, there is one that was uh, updated um, seven hours ago. <laughs> there, are, there are five from April, like this April. It is amazing. They're ambitious too. There's one, I think it might've actually been for Portal 2, but there was a mod I played once that was a time travel mod where not only could you create portals, you could create uh, repeat clones of yourself that would follow the actions that you performed once you go through the portal. So all of a sudden, like you not only have these different windows through the world, you also had a a time manipulation element to it. It was fucking wild. And also like, uh, man, there's so much to talk. I, I joked about there not being much to talk about in the like, we're going to do a lot with this because they just did Portal 2. But like Quantum Conundrum is also a really fascinating sort of yeah. uh, test case, which was Kim Swift's uh, uh project that was you know basically uh inspired heavily by her her work on portal um but that's a story for what 2013 2012 whenever that (laughs) game came out uh right now we are going to take a quick break and when we get back uh we have more show y'all you already know how much i love our sponsor of the week rocket money they make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need keep the ones you want get rid of the rest here's how it works rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps lower your bills they'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20 percent all you have to do is take a picture of your bill and rocket money takes care of the rest that might sound too good to be true i have tried it myself 
on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details. And all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense. Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution to save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode of The Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, hello. My name is Gabe Newell, and what? I just got back from a holidaying in foggy old London, England. You shouldn't be doing that right is now. Is that I like a Madonna that. thing where he picked up the accent while he was there? I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, 
Now that I'm nice and refreshed from a spot of tea, I thought I'd bring three of my bestie best friends to pitch me on a new video game. It's called Portal <laughs> uh, Trio. That's what we call three in blimey old Somerville. That's not true. Yay, Yay, that's where I summer. Anyway, I'm wondering how you blocks could make a video game for Valve Entertainment for me. It needs to be big. It needs to be 2020, maybe 2021, because uh, not a good year's to uh, release oh, a video game. Oh, where are you going? <laughs> oh, shit. Whoa. So I'll Did let you, you take all- it from here <laughs> while I drank a cup of water. Okay. You also. Wow. Tra- it sounds like you also traveled to New York, uh, like the Bronx at some point. It sounds like there. you took the tube all the way to the subway. That's <laughs> the <laughs> uh, uh, So we have to make Portal 3 is, is the yeah. challenge ahead of Trio. us. Trio. That's Trio. right. Sorry. Trio. Trio. I Are we stuck the, with that name? The easy answer is we just add a third portal in the gun. So you have red portal. You have mm-hmm. orange portal, which they call red portal. In the game. You have blue portal, orange portal, and then third portal will be lilac, a sort of gentle lilac. No, that, that's not going to work because I can't see those different. This well, what do you then a checker checkerboard pattern? Yeah, if, right. It needs to be gridded. Okay, um, a, a a a checkerboard portal. Now, obviously, portal is a very elegant game. You go through orange, you end up in blue, and vice versa. Checkerboard portal. Maybe half you you whole go in the blue portal as a whole. Half you your legs come out checker. Your torso, arms, and head come out the other one. Like a fly and, situation. And then now it's like a tale of two brothers situation. Oh, that yeah. would be Bonnie Rubble. You'd be in a spot of trouble. I didn't hear a word. You just I don't understand what you said. It's okay. I I have I I want to build on that. That's such a good start. Checkerboard lilac portals. That's excellent. Here's my pitch. Mm. The portals are all sentient. And anytime that you step in them, they have they they get deep erotic pleasure. Oh. But anytime you shoot a different portal that erases that <laughs> portal, they scream in mortal terror because they're being dissolved into oblivion. Sorry. Was- every single one, every portal you fire birth death renewal birth death <laughs> renewal sexual gratification sexual gratification uh, the fat the more uh narbacular you have when you drop through one the mm-hmm. sexier it is so like the more speed the more erotic pleasure it gets from cool. it cool yeah yeah i was just distracted by you uh, mentioning shooting through portals next to uh, erotic and it just no and uh, it did it for russ yeah, maybe and russ was Russ was awakened yeah. sexually. To add on that, maybe every time. How about it, Vivid? Porn- where's that? Where's that porn parody? Go on. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I it's been made. An easy, easy adjustment is just adding two eyeballs above every portal, and then as you get close to each portal, you realize that it's actually a big mouth singing a deep operatic note, and that'll just be going constantly, just like as you get closer, that- just. <laughs> that dovetails. That dovetails perfectly. Russ, what have you got to bring to this franchise? Yeah, I thought guns would be good. Oh, Thank dogs, Bolick. You must have gone to uni. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have no idea. 
<laughs> there's there's dollar there's hundred dollar bills shooting out of Russ's computer because he said add guns to portal. Although <laughs> it's piling up behind him, he's suffocating. Oh God, we're all incredibly rich, but at what cost? Worth oh. it. With all that, with all that money, he's a uh, real dog's dinner. He's wearing a bullet. <laughs> what is going? Is that a knife? Gabe, Gabe, can I hear you say that's not a knife? This is a knife because that seems like something that you would really be into saying. Oh well, are you looking at my mighty fine knife collection? Well, that's not a knife. Mm. This is a knife. Ooh, ooh, guys, a quick sidebar away from Gabe. Can you stand over there, Justin? <clears throat> um, we should get really deep into talking about how we need to add all kinds of cool knives into portal three because i think that's going to be what gabe will green light at this point mm-hmm. so let's just okay sort of no that's a good idea a that's a good idea okay. okay so gabe come gabe come back over yeah, oh gabe, God. I, I, so so here's an idea i i'm thinking of like adding a knife but th- but picture it like this way right so it's typical knife but instead at the end of the knife it's a bit wider and longer and rounder <gasps> and for scooping Oh, you nutter. I'm gobsmacked. <laughs> I'm real chuffed of you. Do you have can any you get, uh, statement can you about that? Us? Yeah, can you green light us so we can move oh, on? Oh, yeah, you know, I think I'll put down a few quid on this one. Uh, you know, maybe we can bring on a few scousers from Liverpool. Uh, make a nice prayer to the C of E. And uh, I'm real knackered, so I'm going to be off to Bedfordshire. All right. I'm going to bed. Right. Is that what this is like? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like that, Russ. It's is a lot it? like that, Russ. Um, um, sorry. <laughs> we asked you for your memories of Portal, your recollections. Uh, several of you were kind enough to email in. Um, this one's from Joel. I remember sometime in 2008, my dad brought home Portal on his laptop, more excited than I had seen him in a long time. We played it for hours, him teaching me the mechanics and helping me through the especially hard puzzles. When Portal 2 came out and we saw there was co-op, we both ran out and bought it and played it for dozens uh, of hours more. Now that I'm stuck inside with my family, we decided there's no better time to introduce my brother to our favorite series, starting, of course, with the game that started it all, Portal. Um, that's really cool. It reminded me that I actually played most of Portal with uh, Charlie watching, and she got she was got really freaked out because um, Gladys, in one of her first hints of menace, says, uh, "And after you've completed the test, you will be missed." Huh? And Charlie said, "Did you hear that?" I was like, "Yeah." She said, "Pretty scary." I was like, "Yeah." She said, "They're going to turn us into mist." I was like, "No way!" <laughs> and then for the next twenty minutes, like. Is, is this it? Is this where we turn into mist? Is, is she turning us into mist? No, no, listen, please, listen. The cake's a lie. Uh, we're not going to have time to talk about Portal 2 because we're not doing that year, but I just wanted to mention, because I'm looking for agreement from my co-hosts, the high five solution to the very last puzzle of Portal 2 co-op is the yeah. best fucking moment of co-op oh, yeah, gaming in the history of mankind. Yeah, uh, I if, did that with Plant, actually. Yeah. And I forget, was, I think... Uh, yeah, I did that with with somebody at Joystick, and we were both just like cheering, like "Holy shit, that's so fucking good!" Yeah, so good. Uh, a few <clears throat> uh, comments. Sorry, I have to be quiet because Gabe is sleeping on my floor. Um, yeah. um, <laughs> a few comments from uh, Twitter. Uh, Hannah said, "The first and last time I ever tried edibles, I didn't respect their uh, quote lag effect." Long story short, my friend and I spent the next twelve hours pl- or two hours playing Portal. We never made it past the first tutorial room. Oh, boy. Uh, this is from uh, Alag on Twitter. I enjoyed it a lot when it came out, but uh, 
but when I had my mom play it a few years back, it was her first Xbox game. Dual analogs are always weird to adapt to, and the game physics on top of it. My mom got pretty immediately addicted to it, but seeing her mind try to grasp two completely new things was a source of wholesome entertainment that I've never been able to tap again. She got to maybe the fifth puzzle, but I've never seen elation like her beating the few levels she did. Um, and, and this is from Ross on Twitter. Well, I do uh, want to mention that one one quick thing on that. Uh, so I, a couple years back, Alex, my wife, was playing uh, Portal 2. And whenever she would get stuck, I would just tell her, but are you thinking with portals? Mm. And that is the most obnoxious thing you can say to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is from Ross on Twitter. Listen to a Kim Swift interview this month where she shared that the cake is based on a Black Forest cake from this bakery outside Seattle. It's called Regent Bakery and Cafe. Mm, huh. uh, seems to be in Redmond. So if you wanna, if you wanna see that the cake is in fact not a lie, oh. I recommend you at Regent Bakery whenever <laughs> bakery is open again. The, thank you all so much for sharing with us. Uh, we are are so excited about this. This uh, brief respite from new games to be able to 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 uh, repo- lie and repose, bathe in nostalgia is all very satisfying. We hope you're you're enjoying it too. Uh, you all been playing anything new though? To take a brief diversion into the modern era? Yeah, I do want to mention. Uh, as of last night, I finished Half Life. Alex, I know how you guys, Justin and uh, Griffin, specifically feel about it. Um, I thought it was one of the most memorable shooters I've played. Not necessarily like. Gameplay-wise, I think you guys experienced it, uh, even though I think it feels really good. I think just, like, holistically an incredible experience, and it kills me because there's just kind of no way to pitch it uh, and watch YouTube or whatever, kind of like any VR game, and really get the vibe of it. I know people have modded it to work without VR, and it's just, like, that would be the most boring game ever. But uh, I really thought it was spectacular, um, and uh, if you do have the rig... Um, I'd highly, highly recommend it. I thought it was great. I've been replaying the original Final Fantasy VII on Switch because I finished <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake and I've been <laughs> jonesing for it so bad. I will say on Switch, uh, you can play at three times speed and turn off random encounters. So I am nearly done with the game. Uh, Whoa. It is, a, it is a very, uh, it is a, it's a good way to play that video game. Uh, do you, so you do, do you not like level up and stuff? No, you level up just like when you want to. You don't have to explore the, you know. Oh, that's great. Uh, like, that's nice. Uh, Wu Tai Cliffs while fucking like battling every four feet while you're just just trying to like figure out which switch you need to like that shit's so annoying uh it's uh yeah the the scale of that game you forget it until you like really put in the honest effort to try and play through it and it's it is a staggering big ass game yeah i've Um, been i've been playing uh portal 2 and you know the puzzles are so very good i might have some again it's not that the the writing is bad it's just not my favorite is portal 1 but the puzzles in this game are wild and it is kind of a drag to play a game uh, that has a co-op mode this good, knowing we'll probably not get one like this for a very, very long time. I can't yeah. see any studio investing this much money in a two-player co-op campaign uh, that is this polished when they could be you know, spending money on a battle royale mode. <laughs> I just want to give a quick plug. I finished... Uh, I. I Everyone who listens to the show knows my level of uh, uh, anticipation for Final Fantasy VII Remake was quite low. And uh, I just wanted to say that I finished it this week. I completed all the side quests. Uh, I adored it. I think it's fucking so smart and cool. And I really, really hope that they capitalize on it. 
uh, because I thought it was magnificent. We're gonna, Even if you don't have a, a soft spot for that franchise or whatever, uh, it's a vi- it, it is it is a game that only Final Fantasy VII remake could be. Yeah, and it and and it is so 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 cool. It, at some point in the next month or two, we'll do a B segment talking about the back half of that game, I think, because there yeah. have been a lot of people on uh, Twitter and email asking us to talk about where that game goes, which is places. But where do we goes? That's my question for next week. Well, next week we goes to play Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Um, mm. And here are some tips for people who are going to play it because I've already tried to start. Uh, hey, if you're going to play it on Steam... You probably want to play the remastered version. Uh, I tried to uh, upload or install the original original, and it is tied to some like multiplayer software that is not working anymore. And was that just a graphical update? That doesn't that doesn't remaster any of them. I I believe it's mostly graphical. That said, if you can find it on console, go for that. I I, I'd much rather all of us play the true original game. I played Still Alive, by the way, on X. I didn't mention I played uh, Still Alive on Xbox. The standalone version Uh, of Portal One. Yeah, Yeah. mirroring the X or emulating Xbox 360. I unlocked a gamer picture too, and I beat it. So I'm pretty (laughs) fucking stoked. Obviously, (laughs) the. there's there's a few. Are we talking about the remake of COD Four yeah, that should came be out clear. last year? Because that is not that is that ain't the same game even remotely. I so mean, I'm saying if people want to play COD Four on PC, their best bet probably is going to be no. Oh no, no, not the remake, not the brand new game. There was a remaster that was okay. That's in that's what I'm saying. That's what we need. Sorry, to clear sorry, out. sorry. The game that Video came out game last language year is, is a nightmare. Um, right. Yes, the, the the remaster version, not the one where they like have like a shooting in london england like that is yeah terrible. i think it's called call of duty modern warfare remastered on steam yes. is the one you want not call of duty 4 it's very confusing correct be yes. careful about what you get <laughs> also uh if you are playing it i recommend that you go and follow us on twitter at the besties pod and share your thoughts or uh questions or anything that you want that's also the best place to uh subscribe to our newsletter which is the pinned tweet at the very top. That's where we let y'all know about things a little bit early, uh, like the tournament that we were running this time. And if we do a future tournament, that's where it would be. Um, and uh, Justin, where can people mail us? Uh, they can send mail to uh, mail at besties.fan. Besties.fan is also, incidentally, the URL that you should use to share the show, which we really appreciate you doing. Uh, you can follow and listen for free on Spotify, as you certainly know. Uh, and if you do get a chance to pass the show around, uh, we would sure appreciate it. If you want the besties to uh, continue, it is only through your uh, support and sharing the show that that will happen. So please take a moment and uh, and tell other people uh, about that we're talking about Portal, finally. <laughs> uh, that is going to do it for us, I believe, for this week. So until... Uh, next time we hope you'll join us again next week for the besties because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games is a Spotify original podcast in association with Vox Media. The show is edited by Jelani Carter.
and our theme song is by Ian Dorsch. Besties!